I'm Sonia Morton Firth and you're tuned in to the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Today my guest is Teresa Brooks. Teresa is an award-winning businesswoman, trained coach and NLP practitioner. And you know, we might as well cut the chase because the 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 deepest part of it really is self-worth. And then I started to realize, wow, this is a big thing. This is a systemic thing. This is huge. Teresa has spent two decades in media sales and now helps ambitious women overcome their fear of selling with NLP, positive psychology and professional coaching skills. It's going to sound a little bit, I don't want it to sound trite or, or cheesy, but it is truly to trust yourself because, you know, the self-doubt is an absolute killer and there is an innate knowing in you. Okay, you can call it your higher self, you can call it whatever you want, whatever language works for you, that always knows, always knows what you want. Okay, it's that tiniest of voices that says, go for it. Teresa, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I'm very excited to have you on as another, as a fellow podcaster as well. Yeah, Um, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation and getting into a little bit more about what you do and how you help women today. But I guess before we get there, um, Teresa, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. What is it that you do currently? Just a little bit, uh, just a little bit. So as I stand, I'm um, a trained coach and NLP practitioner and mental health first aider as well, but I'm also holistically trained. So way back when I had a holistic business. Um, So the whole range really, aromatherapy, Reiki, reflexology, massage, everything. That's what I loved. Um, And that's what I really enjoyed was that holistic approach. Um, And then as I went through the years, I got into like corporate sales world, media world. and, and, And I still was really interested in that approach. But in that arena that gets a little bit shaken out of you there's not a lot of time for that kind of approach um so i i I fell i think it fell by the wayside a little bit but now that i'm a coach i've definitely rekindled that part of me because i work with women primarily to help them grow their business but of course when women are growing a business there's something in there about you know they're wanting more Mm. and when women want more something happens um, and it's not always great because the the blocks and beliefs and programming from all the past years tend to show their heads sometimes in various ways and can stop this great process of growth. And it's very different having your own business as an entrepreneur to being in that corporate world or, or to anything else, actually. So I found it quite um quite a world quite a revelation it's been a real you know people use the word journey don't they and maybe sometimes early doors you cringe a little bit like oh the journey but it really is because you start to experience things in a very different way so now I help women to really overcome those blocks and beliefs and clear some of that from the past so that they don't sabotage you know self-sabotage unwittingly their own business and their own success Um, and so that they can dream big and they can actually achieve it because it is totally possible but it's all in the mindset so that's a little bit about what I do I love this and there are so many different tangents and areas that I want to go down particularly when you talk about women and and limiting self-beliefs but before we get there what what was it what was was there a turning point in your career 
where you decided to give up this corporate job and turn to coaching? What what was that moment for you? Oh yeah, there's always a point, isn't there? I think we've all we've all had a point like that where really things just need to change. And so for me, it was a big values check-in. So I'd been working in corporate and enjoying all the benefits that came with it, enjoying all the money, the company car, paid this, paid that. And I was like, you know, I wasn't a mom and I was single. I could do whatever I wanted. And it was brilliant. It was hard work, but it was brilliant. And then, you know, life steered in other ways. And I found myself expecting my daughter, Mia. And I thought, oh, that that wasn't really what I had in mind. (laughs) These things happen. And um, I thought, well, that's amazing. You know, that's what I I really, really want. So then it was a case of how am I going to hold this fusion together? And so I continued really through that. So I I went back to work after she was born. This was a single mum as well. So I went back to work for two years in corporate and that was really quite tough because all my values had changed you know everything had changed when you say your values had changed in what way did they change well it was my priorities really and you know realizing that when you're working in corporate you are you know you're running your game on other people's values you know what they need what's important to them you know what they need to achieve what the company needs to achieve and also through their culture okay so values and culture are obviously tightly related and it wasn't until I trained as a coach that I really understood this and could explain it in those terms but that is actually what happened because you know it was very important to me your values are what's important to you and it was very important to me to be present as a mum And I realized that I was actually still running this old life and doing everything that they wanted me to do. um, And I wasn't there. So that was really difficult. So it came to kind of that choice of what's more important, what means more. And connection is one of my values. And so I became more disconnected with my corporate world and and more resentful actually around their demands. Um, And also was becoming a bit disconnected with my daughter um, and I wanted that connection. So of course that was really driving a wedge in me. That with other things as well, just really took me to the point where I can't, it felt like Sonia, I can't have both. And that's a really interesting point. When you say you can't have both, because there are a lot of women um, that do obviously have children and they're in the the corporate world or or they're, they're starting their own business and they, they, they have to have both you can't get rid of your child <laughs> certainly not how um or in what ways do you think you've managed that process of, mm. of, of having both because i know now now you're an entrepreneur and you run mm. your own business um and in a lot of respects i think that's potentially more difficult than just going to the corporate oh it is yeah. <laughs> i totally agree with you there and i think any woman listening would be like crazy nodding their head um so yeah I mean, this is an interesting point for women, okay, and it's not one to be avoided, I think, to talk about, because it does feel like that. Yes, there are women, of course, that are hugely successful and have children as well. It's not that they're not mutually exclusive, but you do, there is a a difficult time, and I know because I work with women like this, you know, in, in real life, that feel it's really hard for me to do this. I can't have that and have that as well. I've got these hats on, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm all these things over here and I'm trying to build my business here. Sometimes the support isn't there. You know, sometimes the partners or husbands don't really support that, don't actually want that change themselves in the mm-hmm. dynamics. Um, there's lots of things that come into it that can make women feel that they 
are kind of doing this all the time, trying to balance it, you know, making a choice. Is it my family and everything I want or is it that? And of course, we have a huge empowerment message out there of which I stand firmly behind saying, yes, you can. But let's not kid ourselves, right, that it's easy to do that because it really isn't. But it is doable because I've done it and I've done it as a single mum then and now. So but you've got to really want it and you've got to do a lot of navigation with it. I like that, the fact that you said you've got to really want it. Is there any other advice that you would say if there is a woman watching this that, that is thinking of either, because they've got children, either giving up corporate life and maybe starting their own business? Uh, and, and really it, that, that issue for them is, is juggling the two things. Is there any things that you would say, right, this is what you really need to consider? Yeah, I think one really important thing to consider is your um, energy. And when I say energy, what I mean is you're, you're away from energy and you're towards energy. Because in life sometimes, you know, especially in that kind of circumstance, a woman, she might want to get out of the corporate like I did. You know, you want to get away from something. Something is not working and that something needs to change. So there's plenty, there's always plenty of away energy, okay? Mm -hmm. But you've really got to balance that with the towards, like, where am I going? Why do I want to do it? I think if you just come out, because I mean, I've worked with women that come out of corporate and they're out, maybe redundancy, maybe a choice, maybe burnout, pressures, lots of things, not necessarily a positive choice always. And they just want to get away. And they're like, okay, I can do my own thing. Why don't I do my own thing? And that's not enough because doing your own thing requires quite a lot of mindset transformation from where you were to where you want to be and that and that's the that's the part that I help women to work through because that really is a sticky old transition so you've got to really have a focus and a vision on why you want to do this not just because you want to get away from your work or to change things because the life of an entrepreneur and building your business will demand from you that you be different that you become a different person so therefore there's huge change in becoming an entrepreneur there's huge shifts and you almost like shed skins this can cause problems this can cause problems at home in relationships friendships all kinds of things as this goes forward so you don't really want to be doing it alone is the first thing and secondly you really need to know where you're heading you've got to have that future vision and you've got to have we hear it a lot but you've got to have the why yeah. But let's not overcook the why. It doesn't have to be this massive global changing why. It's just really that reason that aligns with your values. That means that when it's a bad day, when things feel a bit rough, when you really don't feel like doing it, or it's just a massive duvet and PJ day, nothing's working, you will still keep going. It's that why. What are the main limiting self-beliefs that you see in these women? Um, and how do you think they can overcome some of those things? Is there a sort of common thread that you see? Uh, oh, yes. Clients? Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's been quite revealing to me because coming from a background of a very male dominated background in sales and media, not to say there were no women, but it, it was, you know, highly male environment. I don't think that I knew women in this way. I didn't really see it because the, the women that I would work with would be you know, quite masculine driven, quite alpha women, you might say a little bit like how I was and still am to some extent, you know, masculine energy is good and it gets things done. Um, 
but I didn't see this other side because it, they weren't those kinds of women. Now they might have been deep down and underneath, but really it takes quite a core to succeed in mm. sales. So they were probably like hugely, um, you know, masculine energy. So I didn't really get to see the other sides. So when I came into coaching and I made the conscious decision to, to work with women, it's been quite a journey for me too. And also to see myself as a woman in a different way. And, you know, we might as well cut the chase because the, the, the deepest part of it really is self-worth. Mm. And then I started to realize, wow, this is a big thing. This is a systemic thing. This is huge. Um, and that's what I've seen unfold over the past two or three years with women. And it's taken some time to actually see that pattern. But it's really, you know, am I, am I worthy of this? You know, can, can I really have this? Am I worth it? And really, that is the bottom of every single bucket. You can call it lots of things above that. And how would you say that? Because we, we, we were talking about, and I've gone relating so much to this, having come from a sales and masculine, male-dominated environment and being somebody completely different and being very much in my masculine energy. But how do you, how do you help women? Because sales is an important part of any business really connect with that and overcome their well firstly their their, their self their limiting self-beliefs um and i guess their fear of selling yeah i mean interesting connections as well there because um so let's take the first part so overcoming that i mean that that is a quite a deep rooted thing so you need to really it, it's i always say it's like a ball of ball of wool so you get one end you, and you start you find an end and you start you just start pulling it because you've got to find where it comes back now that can take quite some time but i do a lot of belief change work so you can change your beliefs like literally just like that okay but it's not magic there is no magic so again this goes back to the you've got to want it you've got to want it because belief change work can be quite grueling it's like taking that huge tank in the sea and deciding you want to turn it another way we need a new direction it's not going to happen overnight so the embodiment of belief change really is where this this work has to be done because you know working in, in nlp and with neuroscience the brain is just a needs programming it needs reprogramming basically so we'll do the reprogramming but again if you're not behind it if you're not really really behind it and you haven't got that burning desire you might say things like well it doesn't work i tried that I've, I've done it all. And how do you Doesn't work. convince women? Because, uh, and obviously you are talking about women, it can apply to men. But how do you convince mm. women uh, that it actually does work and to sort of trust the process? Because that, like you say, that's the most important part. Of it. Really interesting word that you've used there, um, convince. So no, we don't convince anybody. So like I, I uh, am not in the world of convincing that's not what I sell <laughs> because you know again that is like sales and that's a really great segue into that because it, again if somebody wants to change then it's your change it's your it's not my change I've got my own changes going on it's absolutely yours so it, you've got to want it okay and you've got to have a greater purpose for doing it because when the change work is quite hard you'll want to give it up you'll want to stop you'll want to say oh and your comfort zone will call like the comfortable pajamas. Come back, come back to me. <laughs> let's sit on the couch and eat chocolate. Let's not do anything. Let, that's too hard. 
Um, and so you've, you've really got to learn ways to soothe your ego. So that's what I do in the belief change work so that we can soothe our ego, calm it down because it's just really trying to protect us and saying, oh my, whatever it is you're doing is super dangerous. I think you're going to die. We must stop it immediately. Okay. And that's how it feels. And I would say like fear is a handbrake. So as soon as the ego part of you comes in, try to protect you, handbrake goes on, you get stuck. If you don't have a clear direction, strategically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, all of those things, you're just going to stay stuck in the middle. And trust me, I have felt that I have, I have been that. Um, and it's not a very nice feeling because you think, well, what's going on? Why can't I shift? And you know, you've got to do some more work. So two things are how have you shifted yourself um, when you've been in those situations? How have you managed to shift yourself out of that? Yeah, so I just keep using my own tools. <laughs> I keep using the tools that I've learned uh, that work for everybody else. I use them for myself. So I do a lot of mindset work. Uh, I do a lot of affirmations work. I do a lot of visualization, meditation, um, and a trust. A trust. Literally, you know, when you... Every woman has got their own journey, their own struggles, okay, and their own twists and turns. It's a unique journey. I can only speak for mine. But when you're a single parent, you don't have that luxury to, well, I don't know if I can do it or not. I'm not really sure. Maybe you don't have, you don't have those roads to go down. It's like there is no plan B. So whatever situation you're in, there has to be no plan B. Even if you are super supported in your life, you don't really have to do your business, but you want to, you've got to really want to do it like you have to do it, you know? Um, and I think that's the difference between creating something that's like a hobby, but there's a difference between being a hobbyist and then having your own business and really putting your back into it. So what happens is that when women have these limiting beliefs and things like that rolling around, and then you are building a business and you're passionate about what you do, right? These women love what they do. They're good at what they do. They've got years of experience, okay? So they, they go, oh, I'm right at the beginning again. I feel like a newbie. And I'm like, you're not a newbie. You're starting with experience, okay? That's not new. This thing is new maybe, but it's the same stuff. So you're not leaving all of those juicy experiences and skills mm -hmm. behind. You're just gonna use them in a new way. So we do a lot of repositioning, a lot of reframing, a lot of mindset work to basically see it differently Sonia you've got to see it differently for it to be different that's yeah. it um so you can't keep doing the square peg round hole thing but when when you're going to run your business obviously sales is going to come into it and if you don't have any clients then you haven't got a business so it's quite simple really but of course you know everybody just wants the clients without having to do that part of it and this is where it gets really interesting because that part of it is the best part that part of it is really showing up from the start as the person that you are going to be you know so say for instance you're a coach i'll speak from my, my own industry so you're a coach you, you want that relationship with that client you want to help them you're going to show up you're going to hold space okay sometimes very deep space for this client to change within I don't want to do the selling bit. I, I don't want to talk to them about all this at the beginning. I just want that bit. Okay, I want to start there. I don't have to do that yucky stuff. And what I help women to reframe that is, is just to extend that line back a little bit to the first touch point that you may have with somebody and just start the whole relationship there. So that when you go through the sales process and you're having a sales call, for instance, what we might call a discovery call, you realize that this you're, you're showing up from the start. 
So a lot of it is about detaching from the money. The money is what causes the mindset gremlins. That's it. So we do a lot of money mindset work because when you can detach from any outcome, okay, and you can you visualize it as done, you know it's a success, this is it, okay, this is going to be positive, perfect energy for both of us. You visualize it, okay, you use some, some techniques around that, and you just let it go. So then all you need to do is go back to your life experience and just like close the gap. Now, within that gap, of course, you do need some skills <laughs> as to what you're going to say, when you're going to say, it, and the purpose of, of the sales call and what's going on. Um, and that is a skilled thing. And most women who are building their own business have never had a sales job, have never been trained. And yet they're so hard on themselves about it. They expect themselves to be great at sales. And I always say, have you had any sales training? And they look at me a little bit blankly. No, no. Do, do you have a <laughs> case study of somebody, and obviously don't, not to name names, of someone that used to have taken this uh, person through the process and help them achieve their goals potentially against their odds where they come mm. in being very sort of closed down or very negative or I just can't do this oh absolutely basically every every woman that's been on my program but there's one in particular yeah. and she used to physically feel sick at the thought of making a sale or talking about the money so so for her it was all about money mindset and she's a, a beautiful creative being okay who does stunning work so there's no doubt about her abilities and she would love all the relationship building part you know would really love that connecting finding out all that 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 kind of like early stages of of sales really really good at that but then as soon as it would get to a certain point it would literally just just turn her inside out and what she would do is she would end up just looping around the same old conversation coming back over some old stuff just not getting to that part completely avoiding it and of course not you know maybe getting the client but not really but always just feeling so anxious about it and then of course disappointed in herself because oh look i haven't been able to do it so then you know you give yourself a really hard time right so she has absolutely shifted her money mindset the way she uses her energy she's now got the strategy so they're my three pillars she's now got the strategy for it as well so she knows what she's doing at what point and why she understands the sales line and after just after she'd finished the program bear in mind it's only eight weeks we're not talking years worth here you know she went off and she had a call and she closed a 7k client wow. no problem wow. no problem i've got the text i use it on my testimonials amongst others and I couldn't have been more happy for her. And this is one thing that I want to say is that, you know, your only interest in sales should be your client's success. Now, obviously she works with me one-to-one -one now. She's continued, she's been through the program, but that wasn't my, my view for her when I first met her, okay? It all came from a really genuine place. In fact, we, we connected on a completely different level and then it evolved into that, okay? And then she was like, she, she was the first one on my program. I haven't even done it yet. She was like, well, just put, just, just do it. Will you just do the program? <laughs> She's like, I'm in, here's my card. So she was waiting for ages um, to join and it's really, really shifted her business. Um, and, you know, she's not scared of it now. And she really just embraces it and realizes that it was a lot to do with with her limiting beliefs. And in her particular situation, money mindset. And of course, there was a lot of uh, deep little gremlins behind there. So we had to go and work with them. So, yeah, great success story. Super proud of her. And if there's any three things that you could say, um, if, if someone was watching this and they just wanted to be frightened of sales, is there just three tips that you can give? 
these if, we, if you just did these three things this would sort of shift your out three okay let me think carefully <laughs> so um yes work on your money mindset because the biggest fear around sales is to do with the money and women will start with the money okay so mindset the second thing is your self-worth because when they think about the money and then they're like oh my god that's quite a lot of money or no one's going to buy anything from me or that's too much or is it too little whatever everything starts jumping around and then the next thing is oh you know is it is it too much am i worth it will anybody pay that for me so you've got mindset you've got self-worth you've got the inner work there really to do alongside also learn some strategy get some training understand what sales is about because you know i did years and years of sales training i didn't just go out and become good at seeing clients uh, years of it so absolutely get some of that and then i'm just going to give you a last one which makes four i think but never mind yeah, <laughs> <Go for> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> to squeeze one in um switch you know so my methodology is serve solve sell and you'll notice that sell is at the end that's not really what we're talking about okay so switch selling to serving in your mind just do that really quick reframe or even more simple switch it to helping it's all about intention what is your intention on this call if it's to if it's to like bag a couple of grand and a new client it's not going to work it's not going to work so your intention as to why you're there and what you're doing that goes back to your why goes back to you've really got to want it goes back to your bigger picture okay and then so when you use client attraction and use your energy to attract the right clients as well as your marketing then when they come it's a beautiful match anyway but then you just use your skills you bring yourself naturally as you are you use the strategy you serve them well people need leading so i always say sales is leadership so basically reframe the whole thing <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that. Now, have you got is there any final thoughts before I ask people where they can find out more about you? It's going to sound a little bit, I, I don't want it to sound trite or, or cheesy, but it is truly to trust yourself because, you know, the self-doubt is an absolute killer and there is a, an innate knowing in you. Okay. You can call it your higher self. You can call it whatever you want, whatever language works for you that always knows, always knows what you want. Okay, it's that tiniest of voices that says, go for it, go for it, or says, no, no. It's that little tiny whisper. It's so quiet sometimes that we go, meh, ah, whatever, yeah, I hear you, but. And really that's the one to tune into, okay? Because that is the true you, that is the true you that always knows, that's always got your best interests at heart and that always gets it right. And I think, you know, that there won't be a woman listening or even a man that hasn't done that thing where you say, um, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew that was wrong. I, I knew it. Why didn't I listen to myself? I didn't. I yes. That little voice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands up ev ev like everyone. It's a human thing. So listen to that and tune into that even more, even more focus on the soul of you and the soul of your business, as well as the strategy. I love this. You've given some uh, great information. Where can people find out about you, uh, your website? If people want to work with you, how do they get in touch? And I'll put this in the show notes as well. Oh, lovely. Thank you. So, yes, I'm, I'm easily available <laughs> at Teresa Brooks, pretty much all over the Internet. Um, I'm having a new website, which will have a reveal soon. So that's TeresaBrooksCoaching.com. So um, when that's ready, you'll be able to travel along there nicely. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. 
um, LinkedIn, wherever you choose to connect, it would be lovely to hear from people. And of course, I do have the Coach Magazine, um, which I'm sure you'll happily put the link in. Uh, people can subscribe to that for free as well. Read the magazine, uh, receive all the podcasts. And yeah, just generally enjoy looking at some professional coaching articles and seeing who's out there in the industry. Um, so yes, that's pretty much me. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much. Lisa, I've loved having you on my show. I think we could chat for a, forever. Oh on yes, yeah, for well. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been lovely um, chatting to you, and I'm sure we will chat. There's a few things to come. But thanks so much, Lisa. It's been great to have you on my show. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, there's a new interview out every Monday. So hit subscribe and like and you'll get it straight into your inbox.